This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Simon Tuyer, head of ASO at Apt Week. Simon, welcome back to the Business of Apps podcast. Thank you for having me once again. Great. Thank you for coming back. All right. Stores. We all visit several times a week a grocery store. Once a week, we may check out what's cool in a nearby mall. But what store do we check sometimes a couple of times a day, right? It's either the Apple's App Store or Google Play. Social media, instant messaging, e-commerce, streaming apps, on and on. We download apps on our smartphone or tablet on so many occasions. I don't think that you're that curious to know how your local mall works, but I bet you would like to take a look under the hood of those major mobile app stores. In this episode, Simon will give you that chance. But first, Simon, um, let's start with talking about you a bit. Uh, you wasn't you wasn't the show's seventy plus episodes ago. I bet many people who are listening this episode didn't listen that previous one when you were on. Tell us about yourself, please. Sure. Uh, well, you already knew my name, Simon. Uh, I'm French, uh, currently living in Belgium uh, and working at Aptweek uh, headquarters, uh, uh, where I'm head of ASO. Before joining Aptweek, I was actually working in Paris at Deezer, which is a music streaming service, uh, and where I was uh, in the growth marketing team. Uh, handling topics like ASO, but also SEO and attribution tools. Um, and uh, about four years ago now, I think, is when I decided to uh, join AppTweak to focus more on ASO and get to work with the people who look under the hood, as you said. Uh, and uh, in my role today, I basically try to uh, help find new ways to to support marketers who do ASO uh, with new innovative projects, whether for the tool or for also our managed services. Um, and uh, that leads me to try and stay on top of everything Apple and Google do, which is uh, not always easy, but at least keep things uh, interesting for me. Oh yeah, you're, there's no chance you can get bored with what's going on with Apple and Google these days. The app industry is vast. To navigate this space, you need a directory to look up suppliers and partners, and you need to know who are the best. Visit our marketplace directory at businessofapps.com slash marketplace slash podcast. And now back to the show. Speaking of app tweak, uh, what do you guys do? So AppTweak is an app store acquisition tool, um, which means that we offer data and insights for marketers uh, working around app store optimization, Apple search ads, um, various metrics you would get from your store consoles, and basically everything that is relevant to app marketers who knows that to download your app, you need to go to the store at one point. Um, and the important part 
I think when it comes to AppTweak uh, in this ecosystem is how the company is really focused on data science and the quality of the data it pulls straight from the store. And uh, I believe that's our main topic for the day because uh, a year ago we we released uh, we started releasing features based on a super cool tool that we call Atlas, which basically tries to reverse engineer the store. Uh, mm -hmm. And that was what we presented also at APS Berlin last December. Right. Um, you know, well, what was it? Eight or nine years ago when I began my career in app marketing as uh, the guy who was responsible for, believe it or not, doing ASO. Back in the day, I believe it's pretty... I don't want to say easy, but not that technical. Uh, at that point, my my perception was that this is something you can do basically kind of manually because you don't have any data points to work with. It's not data-driven. Oh boy, these days, there's no way you can do ISO for any app on either Google Play or Apple Store without using a good tool, avoiding you to guess, uh, be thoughtful, do reasonable decisions based on data points. Um, gut feeling will lead you nowhere. All right, first off, let's explain some jargon that we'll be using in this conversation. Basically, three things. What is reverse engineering? What is metadata? And what do we mean by semantic meaning? All right. Uh, so reverse engineering, I think, is uh, fairly uh, common in tech, uh, but it's basically trying to recreate how something works uh, by starting with the end result and trying to make your way back in time to where the process started. So for App Week, when we say we reverse engineered the App Store and the Play Store, what we're actually saying is that we're recreating how stores decide to associate uh, let's say a particular app and a particular keyword mm -hmm. uh, by at first looking at search results and then, well, mostly using the data we've accumulated uh, over several years. We basically track, I think now over 20 million keywords, for instance. So it's looking at every search result we have and try to better understand why did the store decide to match this app with this keyword uh, and so on. I think the second one was metadata. Metadata. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that one is basically all the information an app developer is going to provide an app store when they create their app store page. Um, in practice, what that means is mostly the app's title, subtitle, description, the keyword field. It also includes a category, even the creatives that you upload. Uh, but I think most of the time, in ASO, when we say metadata, we mostly mean just the, the text fields uh, because that's where you add the keywords. Um, and for the last one, you had uh, semantic meaning. Um, funny enough, semantics is like defined as a study of meaning. So what we mean is actually that we want to look at what is the meaning's meaning or if we go outside of the sort of rhetorics here. The point we, we want to make is that um, a word's meaning can actually change depending on the context uh, where it's being used. And the App Store and the Play Store 
literally our context because there are words uh, that are used differently on the App Store and on the Play Store than how you and I would use them in our day-to-day -day life. Right. I guess people will be really easy to grasp the notion of semantic, but, you know, look at Apple. Do you mean the Apple you're holding in your hand or the stock of an Apple as a company you, you, you can buy? This is the huge company or just the object you can hold in your hand. We call both things Apple, but we definitely know the difference. So semantic will be the meaning of the word. Like when we're saying something, what exactly do we mean by that specific word? Um, yeah, and the reverse engineering, um, I think people get this reference. I think you've heard a lot that we are all trying, presumably to reverse engineering UFOs that are falling from the skies. So you're trying to see how they, how do they work, how they will build. So you see something, uh, you see the result, you're inferring how this result was achieved, what is behind, what was developed to allow you to get this result. Um, now, I know uh, we, we mentioned Atlas as the analytical tool that you will build for uh, doing analysis of both App Store and Google Play. So um, without going to into too much of details well how was it built what is it right now so atlas is a is a semantic search engine for the app store and the play store and in practice that means that it's a mapping system of all the apps and all the keywords that are being tracked by aptweek uh, which then is going to allow us to uh make some calculation, for instance, consider the distance between two apps, two keywords, or one app and one keyword, mm -hmm. um, and um, derive uh, insights from those calculations. So for instance, uh, by finding apps that are quite similar in the eyes of a given store, uh, we're going to be able to better identify uh, competing apps. We're also going to be better at identifying groups of apps that uh, offer the same kind of product or experience. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas we do know that today the store categories are extremely broad and not everything uh, makes a lot of sense. For instance, if you go in, I think, lifestyle in the app store, you will find dating apps and real estate apps. Doesn't make that right. much sense compares the two. And so by being able to have this better understanding of how the apps actually could be represented on a map of the store, we're able to say, this is a group of apps that is actually competing with one another and start finding insights about them. I bet you did a lot of testing to make sure that the model you've built is accurate. Can you give us a couple of tests for Atlas you ran? Sure. Well, Atlas was basically um, built uh, with machine learning, uh, which means that we fed uh, Atlas with pretty much all of our data, not all of it on purpose, because that that's where we could evaluate how um, accurate it would be in the end. But by feeding it most of our data, we let it learn uh, how the store associates apps, keywords, um, and then 
when it came to testing, we we had to do a somewhat simple thing, which is just ask it for two apps or two keywords uh, that it didn't know uh, what it thought would be the situation in the store and compare that to the actual observations we could make. Uh, so there's a few all interesting situations we know to look for. Um, for instance, in the real world, uh, you would probably not see much of a relationship between the words lime and bird, one's a fruit, one's an animal. But in the app stores, these are very close words because they are both electric scooter brands. Uh, and so that's the kind of thing where we're going to ask Atlas, what do you think of these two keywords? And see if it's making the same association that the store is doing. Uh, mm -hmm. And when we know that a human person would not make the same association, but it translates in the stores, that's where we become a lot more confident about how this is not just a semantic engine, but specifically a semantic engine of the store. Oh, that that's great. That's a that's a good test to see that it actually can grasp this semantic meaning uh, of words and be helpful for a marketer to do his job. So, in practice, what does Atlas uh, allow app marketers to do? So, at the surface level. Again, it's a map, which means you would it would allow you to understand the landscape, probably. Uh, but without much explanation, um, it would take some time to actually figure the practical uses of it. And that's why uh, what we're doing at AppTweak is not just build Atlas, but it's also building tools that are powered by Atlas mm -hmm. uh, that can make uh, the life of marketers much easier. So some of these tools are going to be um, the ability to group app and identify these app clusters I mentioned already. Um, so that's what we call app DNA and game DNA respectively. Um, and from there, we're not just going to group these apps, we're going to start also looking at what kind of benchmarks can we provide specifically for those groups of apps uh, because getting benchmarks per category, which Apple released recently, mm -hmm. is not useless at all. I don't mean to, to spit in the soup because it's actually very useful to have that data as right. well, but it can be a bit too broad and that's where we have something that's going to help narrow down the playing field to the uh, group of apps that actually matter to, to you. Another uh, Another tool we have is going to be uh, trying to match keywords either with other keywords or with an app so that basically we can recommend more keywords that you can try and target um, or also evaluate uh, the efficiency of what you're already doing. Um, and here we have uh, a, a feature which is called a relevancy score where we can just look at any keyword for any app and try to give it a score for how much the store is going to think this app is relevant for that keyword. And that's where we find again these examples of uh, semantics and of words that don't mean the same thing in the store as in real life. Um, because for instance, one thing that's very interesting in my opinion is that the word run and the word running 
are much more different in the store than they are in our physical world. In the store, run is actually associated to games. So that's going to be Subway Surfers, Minion Rush, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas running is about the action of going outside and running. So usually it's going to be the run trackers, uh, Strava, Nike, etc. cetera, uh, just to, to name a few. And so this relevancy score, I think, is one of the most powerful features we have at the moment, and we're trying to build more. But being able to just say, is this app actually something that will be relevant uh, for a given keyword or vice versa can really help navigate A so much faster. This is terrific. Uh, I see two things. Number one, uh, when you're uh, as a marketer, abstract optimizer, uh, take on the task to build the keyword set for the app, um, you're starting with something very obvious, like the core feature of that application, what it does, uh, the result for somebody like looking for this uh, core keyword that would be the starting one. And then you start building on that keyword, looking for more relevant ones. And this is just your brain, like your experience, how much um, uh, you can leverage your experience of working with previous apps, your common sense, your logic, but this is just you. Uh, This tool allows you to broad this set of keywords quickly. And not only that, it's kind of a bridge between what do you believe relevant and what actually the app store itself, its algorithm believes to be relevant. It may not match all the time, like just the example you've you've given us for rent verb. So it's it's actually what we'll be looking for. Uh, Wouldn't be great if I can know for sure that my logic, my thinking, uh, the way I infer the connection, uh, the relevance, uh, matches the same process that goes under the hood in the algorithm of the app store. Am I guessing? Am I being deceived? Um, because it's extremely important how much people you'll be able to lure to your app to uh, to get more downloads, to increase the revenue, like the, the whole thing, your bottom line. Um, so what's um, what would be the other application? Uh, we know that we just we we've uh, covered the relevance, the importance of this tool for ASO. What about App Store? Sorry, Apple Search Ads. Can this tool be applicate uh, be helpful for Apple Search Ads as well? Absolutely. Um, I think when we talk especially about this relevancy score again, we know that Apple themselves have a relevancy score to decide which app wins an auction. And Mm -hmm. so in here, ours is not going to be exactly the same, but it's going to help you have an idea of what Apple would think about you bidding on a certain keyword. So it's going to be extremely useful if you want to uh, evaluate which new keywords you should try uh, on Apple search ads. Or also, if you see that sometimes Apple search ad adds a keyword uh, or a search term, uh, bids on a search term based on the campaign you created, and you're not sure about that search term, you can actually check its relevancy score. uh, And then if it's not that good, you could add it as a negative keyword. So that's already like the basic applications you can make from this for search ads. 
And if you're looking for the next thing, like I'm trying to sometimes, uh, I think a more advanced application is even in um, refining your bidding strategy. And so one thing I've started doing is with uh, brown campaigns, where I try to look at how relevant are other apps bidding on my brand name. Uh, because if I see that they're not that relevant, then I'm going to take the bet that uh, these apps won't um, steal uh, my my installs. They will maybe get also installed, but at least users will still be downloading my app. And that means I don't need to invest as much on the brown campaign. But if at the same time I see that very relevant apps are attacking my brand name, that's when I, I know it's worth defending and I can start making these adjustments day to day. Yeah, that's a great insight. You can be strategical with your keyword set and see where the, are those overlaps in copywriting, uh, copywriting keywords, so to speak, with the competing apps, with other, other brands. So uh, what's next in the pipeline for the Atlas? Uh, hopefully a lot, uh, uh, many, many, many features. Um, honestly, I can't disclose too much, but yeah, of course um, we're, we are, uh, within our team discussing multiple things that, uh, we could do with that. But I think what's also interesting is to start putting, uh, at least the first features in the hands of, uh, other marketers and tell them about Atlas as a whole to see if they have suggestions because, the way I see it, it's kind of like right now we've just created the first map. It's mm -hmm. a great innovation, but we're not yet at the GPS stage. So if anyone has an idea of how we make the App Store GPS, I'm really looking to hear about it because I think there's much more to do with this tool. Mm -hmm. uh, there are things we're working on, uh, but uh, we are also uh, willing to share. Work in progress. Yeah, the GPS started with a map one day. Now we forgot about the <laughs> paper maps. Uh, for what you're describing about the Atlas, to me, it feels like you have your own GPT, chat GPT moment, right? It feels that that exciting for the company. I, I would say it's, it's a little different in uh, the fact that we're much more focused. I think chat GPT is it's just very generic, uh, is, is extraordinary for how many different things it can do, which is extremely surprising in the world of AI. Uh, but to our very small scale uh, of the app store, um, the technology that we use for Atlas, we also uh, are testing with not just apps and keywords. Uh, that's actually something we'll be uh, presenting at uh, APS London uh, coming up. Oh, great. Uh, so there'll be more about like how we can use this kind of technology. But definitely, it's it's a very exciting moment for us uh, because we see it not just as a uh, business opportunity, but just also as increasing our knowledge uh, on these uh, areas of our lives that have become so prominent, which are app stores and all the apps that we uh, end up downloading on our phones. Great. So stay tuned, as they say. <laughs> okay. Uh, my final big question for today is this, because we spend so much time and energy on what we all call a job, 
a few episodes ago, I decided to give people this opportunity to talk about what would they really like to change in their field. So Simon, is there something like this for you? Uh, there's probably a lot, uh, but when it comes to the field of ACE, so I actually love how the industry and the people in it work overall. I think one thing I'd love to see change is the way stores work themselves uh, with a bit more transparency in, in how they build things and especially dealing with certain situations such as um, the uh, black hat techniques uh that um uh, we know are too dangerous to practice without any cost for a business but also yeah. we do know that apple and google um are not always the extremely uh quick at acting against let's say people just trying to manipulate reviews uh so i'd say it'd be great to have a bit more uh, clean up in how the store works and in trying to uh, make it fair game for everyone. One would hope. How can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? Um, I guess LinkedIn is usually the first place. Uh, just look for my name, uh, but also Twitter or uh, for ASO practitioners, the ASO stack Slack. Uh, I'm not always as active as I wish I could be there, uh, but I do love to see what others are speaking about in ASO, and it's a, it's a wonderful community uh, Slack channel. Great. Simon, thank you very much for your time and spending uh, this 30 minutes with us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me. And that was Simon Tia, head of ASO at AptWeek. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays. So subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.